phone check one two what is this that was the most professional thing i've ever heard Welcome back to the Nosy Rosie Show. I'm here with Ray Rogers. Hey. What up? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Making it. Oh, yeah, you're making time. it. Yes. You know, one shot of tequila, a little pineapple drink. Right. Here Absolutely. we are. Yeah. It's Monday and we're here. We're here to talk about some crazy business that <sighs> is my life. Oh my God. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Everyone, today Ray is going to share some wild date stories and like, I'm, you know, you know how I feel. Like I've been on some crazy dates too. So this is like the light of my life. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. I would love to air my dirty laundry for you. So much. That like brings me so much joy. Uh, First, can you tell us like a little bit about yourself? Like, who are you? Like basic like you can do like two words or less or 20 million words words, it doesn't matter absolutely well my name is ray um i'm a paralegal studies major i'm going to nashville state um i i love cats and obviously dating because of all of the absolutely wild stories that i have to tell you today so man i'm so glad you love dating i love i mean i love dating i think that you know, it's a an excellent opportunity to explore other people's minds. Yeah. Um, but also, when you're a hopeless romantic like I am, it's it can get a little rough out there. You some people are into more casual things than what you are. And yeah. That's kind of the gamble when it comes to dating at it at all. It's yeah. just getting to know people and hoping for the best, but also kind of secretly wishing that it'll work out. (laughs) Oh, I understand. Cause it's really hard. It's like, okay. I know it's like when you're first dating, you don't have to figure out if you're going to be together long-term or not. But like, also it's like, do you vibe with them? Are you interested in like learning more? Also, does your life fit with them? Like you've got to figure out what do they want? What do I want? Like, are we going to mesh there? Are we going to mesh on these other levels? There's just like a lot going on. And the older I get, like, I, I find more and more things that I'm looking for that I didn't think of until I went on dates like these, until I had that opportunity to really just meet people and understand who I am, uh, what I want out of a relationship, and, you know, more importantly, out of my life in general. So it... Dating is important. I think that dating is pretty important. <laughs> could you could you imagine just cuz back in the day it wasn't that weird to date or no, not date, to not date somebody and to just marry them because your family oh my wanted God. to. That's true. It's like I feel like in our lifetimes just like in the past 10 years since even like the apps came out, like dating has changed tremendously. But like dating is amazing for like learning more about yourself and like you said what you want, what you don't want. And, like, literally you're kind of thrown into a ring and, like, you got, like, no choice other than to be able to, like, work some stuff out in yourself. Like, I feel like dating, if you're getting, like, even a little bit serious with someone, can bring out some issues because it's, like, you're going to try to be vulnerable. Like, oh, shit, what's stopping me from that? Oh, shit, I got a little bit of trauma. You know, it's like you got to back it up sometimes. Oh, this came up. I did not expect that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll avoid the trauma. Let me ask you a topical question. My classic wine. How's your love life? 
My love life uh, at this point in time, I would probably say is uh, non-existent. Oh God, <laughs> me too, baby. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I just like I, I uh, recently broke up with my ex, and there was a lot of. Um, planning involved a lot of you know we're gonna do this and we're gonna have kids and we're gonna oh yikes we're gonna get married in five years and and all of this jazz so right now I'm really just I I'm forcing myself to just do my own thing honestly honestly. (laughs) that's where I am like I didn't have a fresh breakup or anything but I I do feel like I have some like I've had some grieving to do and I've had some like self work to do and it's like generally I would just jump yeah. into like another situationship or relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's like right now I'm like, no Rose, do not do that. You've got to sit with yourself now. Stay away. Get out of there to delete Tinder. But I have not had any dating apps in like four months. So Congratulations. <laughs> I am going through this thing where I like download it and then del- and then I'll like Go through a few people, and then I'll delete it, oh. and then I'll download it again, and then I'll delete it. I'm just like, I'm at this point where I'm like, oh, I really want just, like, somebody to cuddle, but, like, also. Yes. There's not, like, I don't really find very many people on Tinder that just want to cuddle. It's yeah. usually either, I'm just looking for friends, or my boyfriend and I are looking for a third, or I am looking for love. There is no like platonic no intimacy just, like, involved. Chill. No, no. And I think that platonic intimacy is honestly a really important thing that a lot of people don't um, uh, allow themselves to enjoy. That's frankly. so true. I mean, how many times have you looked at your friend? And I, on it, I genuinely think that we hang out with people that we typically find attractive. Yeah. Wh- like whether or not it's intentional and it's just like how many times have you looked at a friend and been like you know i'd probably kiss you yeah just you I would, or so if much. you just want to cuddle them during a yeah. movie yeah i think that's really underrated like i feel like people are like i guess put romantic you know love on such a level that like that kind of love gets like overlooked a lot it's so underrated yeah. like life is so good like i just love these people so much right you know Sometimes so, I just want to cuddle the shit out of you. Let me love you. Just let me love you for like five, <laughs> for a little while. That's we so don't true. have to get so crazy all the time. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. You know, I think also like one thing right now is like since I'm like not dating, I'm not like fucking around. Like I'm realizing like how important it is to like have physical touch in my life. So whether it's hugging or whatever, so important. But like you know, that's why there's literally professional cuddlers. Like people Ugh, need touch. People dream need love. Job. Like. Honestly, yeah. Dream job. I need to change my path in life and get over there. That's, like, so beautiful to me. I just love that. You get paid to, like, physically fulfill another person. Like, to love them and share and just hold them. Just hold them. Like, how pure. I would honestly sign me up. Honestly. Is there a college program for that? We can, like, start a business. I'm sure there's plenty of people that need some cuddles We need a Nashville-based cuddling service. All right, well, I'm already thinking, like, business license, insurance. (laughs) I would be so good. I would be so good Okay, well, let's circle back to that, because I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Okay, Ray, I want stories. I know you have stories. You want stories. Do you want to jump into one? 
Because literally, uh, I could talk to you all day about cuddling yeah. and like, love and blah, blah, blah. I guess that's unavoidable at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason why I'm here. Um, <clears throat> well, I would just like to say that all of these stories are, I'm not going to include any of the names um, because I respect these people to a certain degree. And regardless of how crazy it is, <laughs> not everybody needs to know exactly who you are. So, um, and they should I thank think, you for that. Yes, they, you should thank me for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the story that we kind of got interested in doing this whole episode over was. The one that I submitted to your Instagram, which was, you were like, I was hooked. You, yeah. It was like 10 words. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, yeah. no, no, that can't be real. Hold yeah. on, right? Yeah. Back it up. So Rose asked me, uh, or not me personally, but uh, Rose oh. asked, what is the, what is your craziest hookup slash dating stories? And the one that I submitted, uh, which was honestly the only one that I could submit because it was the short enough for characters. I hate that but, they limit characters. I know. Like, I was like, okay, here. well, this is this is an opportunity for me to try and fit all of a crazy moment into this many characters. But uh, essentially, I was, I think, about 17 years old. And I had just started exploring Tinder and dating websites. Excuse me. And I matched with this girl. She was really pretty. She had blonde hair. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I asked her out on a date. And I was like, I'd really like to go get a coffee with you. And she's like, okay. So we set up a day. And at this point, I had not had, I I didn't have a car yet. So I was still taking Nashville Metro everywhere. Oh, wow. Now that's so, like, so (laughs) cool. But it's also, like, but it's also commitment because it's like, if you're going to take a bus somewhere, I don't know if you've ever taken a city bus anywhere, but it's, it's. I've never done that. Forty in plus minutes. I don't want to. <laughs> I I mad respect to you. Like yeah, and like so forty plus minutes. We decided to meet up at uh, this mall on the opposite side of town where I was from. And it wasn't until I was on the bus on my way there that she informed me. She's like, essentially, she said, "By the way, uh, I'm pregnant. I'm about like six months pregnant." What the fuck? And she also said something along the lines of, uh, I didn't have any money to take the bus over there, so my baby daddy is coming with me. Oh, no. And so I was like, okay. How do you respond to that? Literally, okay. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) I'm I'm already halfway there. What am I going to do, you know? Yeah, you're in a bus. You can't, like, make a Yui in your car. And quite frankly, I'm not the type of person that just abandons things as much as I would really like to be sometimes. I mean, I think that's very kind of you to, like, move through. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm hanging out with this girl and her baby daddy, even though they're apparently not together and... And whatever, but anyway, she shows up, you know, with her baby daddy, (laughs) and we're, like, walking around the mall. It's, like, kind of awkward because I can kind of tell that she's not being her full self because she's around her baby daddy. That's so awkward. Yeah, and I'm just, like... 
in my mind, I'm like, imagine looking at this from like a third party perspective. I would have killed it's if you just, fly on the wall. Because I was also, keep in mind, something to to further your imagination is that I was going through a butch phase. So just imagine soft butch Ray. <laughs> She's Aww, trying to that. take trying to take a girl on a date. Aww. And I find out less than 20 minutes before the date that I'm supposed to see her the father of her uh impending child. That's so fucking <laughs> weird. That's weird. It was very weird. But what was worse about the whole entire thing was that she expected me to pay for everything. And she did not give me, like, any sort of, like, real conversation when we were talking. She didn't really, like, she didn't have a whole lot of honest answers for anything. I what feel the like, fuck? Yeah, we went to, the, the whole date idea here was that I was going to buy her coffee, right? And she would not let go the entire time we were there. That, you know, oh, are you going to buy me coffee? Oh, are you, are, is it time for coffee? Like, well, and of course we're with him. Is so he like with I, y'all? Like not he was you- with us. Oh my God. He did not. And see, that's the crazy part is that I thought that he was just going to come along and then kind of like, fuck off. Go fuck off. Yeah. Sit in the car. Yeah. Like, or something. Go but ultimately, ultimately he did not fuck off. And so it, I was on a three, it was a three person date essentially. So we went to go get this coffee that she kept like bringing up and I felt so bad that I ended up buying him coffee too. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. The, the worst part about that whole experience though, is that I went through all of that. It was super awkward, super weird paid for baby daddy's coffee and all but the worst part she asked me for bus fare back to her house for both of them are you fucking kidding me i'm not kidding you yeah oh honey way to start off great oh honey (laughs) okay that is not okay it's not okay it's absolutely not okay we've never spoken since uh, hopefully she's doing great with her kid, but ultimately yeah, I hope she's the well. And that's the thing is like if you're pregnant or you know, like I am not. That's not the bad part of this story, right? Like I am not a judgmental person. Yeah. It's the fact that you decided to tell me this not only when I was on the way to the date, you also brought the father of your child with you. That's like disrespectful and inconsiderate. <laughs> like you're setting this date up for failure. Also. I don't think you should be going on a date if you can't pay for your own shit. Like, no. it should never be expected. No. Like, that's some bullshit. You should never assume. You should pay for your own bus fare. Like, you should not have to pay for their, their bus fare. That's crazy. Right. But I felt like I couldn't say anything because like, I was, what are you ta- I say, was like, taking no? the bus. I was, you know, it, it was a whole, it was definitely a lesson for sure in, uh, being careful about who I go on first dates with and who I, you know, getting to genuinely know somebody for a long amount of time, because we went on this date only maybe a few days after we had matched on whichever site we matched on. But yeah. Also, I think like I've had some fucking weird dates and I feel like for me when I was younger, like 
I knew like I knew things were crossing my boundaries before like we actually like started the date and like I was just too air quote nice to leave like yeah but the whole time I'm like uh oh this is just getting worse this is just getting worse (laughs) this one date started out with like this catfish guy and at the end of the day he thinks I'm in the CIA spying on him and that I had something to do with Hitler's escape from you are so joking no I'm serious I'm serious. I almost like, feel like that's crazier than any story I have to tell. No, he's just fucking crazy. He's like <laughs> into so many deep conspiracies, and that's the whole thing. And he was just telling me I was in love with him on the day. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And he tried to play chicken with me in the parking lot and like bruised my leg. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? The whole time I was just like, what the fuck? And I like went out. This date was eight hours because we were gonna go. Oh no! Like I should. Like I don't know why I did not leave as soon as like the first. First red flag popped, but I spent eight hours with this man. Then he wouldn't. It's because I'm con- I am convinced that women are taught that, and, and I'm non-binary, but I've you know I've uh, I've accepted female pronouns and like you know fe- just female acknowledgement as a whole. Like basically my entire life, like being non-binary is very new. So I definitely identify with a lot of what it means to be female because I was socialized and raised as female. Oh, yeah. Um, And I just think that, you know, especially when you are raised as female or, you know, raised in, you know, a culture that expects you to act a certain way based on your, you know, supposed gender, that they're like, especially as a woman, you have all of these... um, expectations to be so accepting and so like oh okay well this happened but maybe maybe at the end here there will be something palatable about this person there's one point where i'm not going to bark okay you know you want to go through your head and you want to give them all these excuses of like oh like they're just awkward or oh they haven't been in on a date in so long but ultimately it's just there are just really weird things. It is. You know, you're so right, though. Like, we are socialized in that way. And, like, it's the whole thing. It's the same thing as, like, you know, the boys will be boys mm-hmm. quote, you know? Like, it's the same shit. Absolutely. Different day. And it's, like, very hard to unlearn that. It, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel, like, I feel like people that are raised as female are not uh, raised to be casual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... There's this whole thing that we go into and we go on dates because especially because of how we've been socialized, you know, expect it, you know, we're we're raised to think that if we find a couple of good qualities in somebody that that is worth hanging on to or that, you know, we're, you know, in our prime. And so we need to find somebody quickly or, you know, all the... It's like danger zone. Danger zone. Like a lot of, uh, I, and that's something I really enjoy about like our uh, generation and the generations that follow us is just that we're finally to a point where like, no, I'm not going to date this trash ass man. I'm not oh going to go. I'm not going to accept this shit. Like I, like what I have to say is worth something. What I want to do is worth something. And I'm not going to settle 
for a basic ass dude with some good qualities. Oh my god, yeah, one quality is not a redeeming quality no. if you're like a fucking asshole. No. Like, I, I agree with you so wholeheartedly. Like, it is much better to be alone than to be with someone that's trash and treating you like trash. Like, that doesn't help your lonely loneliness. You're just going to be more lonely. And also, I just, I I feel like in our culture, like, Maybe I'm maybe I'm seeing this from like a Christian, like I was raised Christian, you know, but like I feel like women are really only valued like on a level if you're married. They're valued to a man. for what they have to offer. They're also valued for their um innocence. Yeah. Um I was li- I was listening to a a podcast the other day that talked about um I forget what it's called, but it's like it it's something along the lines of like virgin horror. Oh, syndrome wait. or something of that nature yeah. where basically uh, men are they they have this basically trauma in them where they are clear they clearly have sexual feelings they clearly want to you know have sex with somebody but they view the women that they have sex with versus the women that they want to bring home to mom as completely different oh. entities. So so they're like, for instance, with I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Jody Arias case. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where she event essentially that was the the issue on his side. Not saying that, you know, he should have been murdered right. or anything. Yeah. But essentially he had he had that syndrome where he wanted to find a good girl to settle down and marry and, you know, be with. But he also had his sexuality to deal with. He also had the the need to be physically intimate with another person. And so he would fuck Jody Arias. Yeah. But then when she's like, hey, I want to get married. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're a whore. Like, you want to you wanna have, you, you have sex before marriage, even though I was doing that too. Even That's though it takes two point. to tango, I think it's a very interesting point. You know, that yeah, you, you're sexualized for so long that that I feel like men view it in two separate categories: like the one that they can take home to mom, and the one that they can blow the back out of. Essentially. Exactly, <laughs> like that is so fucked. And also, it leaves like women that like do not save sex for marriage. They're still in the Christian culture and believe that still. It, it's like no good man would want me now, so I'm going to settle mm-hmm. for this trash man because I still want to be married and have value, so I'm going to settle for this man that treats me like shit because mm-hmm. literally no good man is going to want me because I fuck someone else. Because I have sexual urges just or the like, same as anybody oh, else. It's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And honestly, another one of my stories has to do with kind of that plight. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fill me in, baby. That plight. <laughs> Uh, I went through this whole phase uh, when I turned about like 20, 21, where I was re-exploring men. Like, understand, I had identified as a lesbian for six six years up until that point. Like, mm-hmm. I had been out until I was about, or since I was about like 15, 16 years old, and was very comfortable with women, very comfortable dating them, and then... Something like I had a crush on one of my guy friends at a cafe that I regularly ooh, visited. Ooh, okay. And so, in my mind, in my young, naive mind, I was like, okay, so you have one slightly vague crush on one guy. That must mean that you want to date men again. What? 
So I went on this whole rampage of dating men, which is where a lot of these stories are from, honestly. <laughs> it makes so uh, much sense, though, for real. Yeah, it. but the one that is probably the worst date that I ever had with a guy would probably be when I ha- I was finally coming out of my hoe phase, right? We love a good hoe phase. Yeah, I had my hoe f- I I went through a good hoe phase, but I was also kind of tired of it because <laughs> men are weird <laughs> to yes. me personally. Yes. So, I met this guy and I was very straightforward with him. I was like, you know, I'm not really looking for anything besides like friends or dating. Like I'm not really looking for anything casual right now. And he was like, "Oh, well I just got back from like Afghanistan." And I'm not really, you know, I I really realized while I was over there what was important. And I really Whoa. just think that I want, <laughs> I really just think that I want to settle down with a girl and just, I know what's important, blah, blah, blah. So I bought it, right? Oh, yeah, that's a shiny, yeah. like, package there. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm a hot army dude yeah. that doesn't want to just fuck around. What? What? <laughs> So I caved. I was like, okay, I'll go on a date with you. Uh, he lived in Clarksville at the time. Oh, yes. Lots which was at least like, there. yeah, which was like at least an hour away. And he offered to come get me. And I was like, no, I'm going to drive myself because mm-hmm. I'm not that stupid. Yeah, that's but a lot appa- of time together. But apparently I was not smart enough because I agreed to go to his house the first time I met him, right? So I drive the whole hour over to his house, I get there, we have a few Jaeger bombs, we Uber to uh, a sushi place, and he spends like a hundred plus dollars on the whole date, and you know, I'm asking him, like, why don't you have any other social media, like, why can't I find you on Instagram Uh-oh. or Facebook, oh, like, no. and he, and he gives me the excuse, like, oh, and keep in mind, I had never dated a military person ever. So he gives me this whole story about how he, <laughs> like, he can't have social media because they keep too hard, too big of an eye on it, and like, if if he did anything too crazy, then he would get in trouble, and all of this jazz. And I bought it, right? I mean, yeah. If you don't know, like, right? How like, are you supposed to know that? I'm, I don't know what you do yeah. in the military. <laughs> also, it's like <laughs> if you're into this person, it's like sometimes if you have feelings, you're like, oh yeah. You're, you're trustworthy. Let's go. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. Like, you you seem cool. Yeah. Let's go with it. So, you know, I, we go. We have this whole, like, hundred-plus-dollar sushi date. We Uber back, and we get back to his place, which, by the way, is very, like, bare-bones. There's not, like, there's, there's a table in the, like, dining room area. He obviously has a kitchen. He has, like, a, a couch and a TV and like a, a oh, what are they called? Coffee table. There we go. Yes. <laughs> he has a coffee table and all that shit, but there's like no artwork on the walls. There's like, like bare. Yeah. Like it, it almost looks like a showroom. Like when you go to look at new apartments Sketchy. or whatever, it, it kind of almost looked like a slightly more lived in showroom for an apartment, right? Anyway. <laughs> I love how you tell stories, but continue. <laughs> anyway, so we're just talking. We're still drinking after the day, and uh, I'm like, "Oh, what's that bedroom over there? I know this bedroom is here, but what do you do? You just like have an office?" 
And he opens the door, and I shit you not, he has an entire second bedroom full of whippet canisters. Oh no! An entire no, I mean I'm serious, dude. Like an entire like floor to ceiling of boxes. Oh no! Filled with the little like whippet canisters. Oh honey, he doesn't have any brain cells. No, no, no. And and I still played it cool. I would like to I would like to say that I was 21. Don't judge me. But I, I no judgment. I was in this like, house. oh, okay. I've never done whippets before. Blah blah blah. And he was just like, yeah. I he gave me the excuse that he did whippets because they do frequent drug testing with the army. And that was one of the few things he could do that wouldn't show up on a okay. drug test. Sir, that is a red flag. If you oh, that's a lot of whippets. It gets worse. Oh honey. it gets so much worse. But you know I mean, I'm ready. Anyway, he shows me the whole second bedroom full of whippets. I'm like, okay, that's wild, but whatever. Who am I? Who am I to judge? Yeah. <laughs> I smoke weed and like I mean, have a glass of wine tonight. Like, who am I to judge what other people do? <clears throat> so we're sitting on the couch. Okay. He has some sort of television show playing, and we start hooking up. Now we thankfully didn't go too crazy far. We went to like third base, you know. It was yeah, it was solid. It was cool. But after we finished, he immediately disappears into the restroom, right? And you know, I hear him after a while to be like, "Oh yeah, no, don't worry, I'm coming, I'm coming." Blah, 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 blah. He comes out of the bathroom. He clicks off of his phone and he goes, hey, so I think I got to go to base. I'm like, oh, really? Why? I was like, oh, my buddy, he's on base with his wife. His wife and him are getting into a huge fight and she keeps trying to get him to hit him and like keeps trying or hit her. And like she just keeps like trying to like egg him on and if he gets in trouble if he gets in trouble and is like if he hits her then he's gonna be discharged and I don't want him to get discharged off the base blah 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 so I'm like he gives me this whole story this whole long-fledged story so I'm like okay do you want me to stay here or do you want me to leave (laughs) and go ahead and go home it's like I think it would be better for you to leave. I don't know how long I'm going to be there. And just, I really feel like it would be a good idea for if you just went home, like you can text me, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. So we kiss goodbye, blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving out of the apartment complex, right? I realize as I am leaving the entrance of the apartment complex that I don't have my earrings. And... My earrings were the ones that my mom had let me borrow. I had borrowed these like cute oh, so little pearl earrings. Yeah, like they were they were cute, nice pearl earrings. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll be able to catch him. Maybe he hasn't left yet. So I I turn around in a parking lot. I go back into the the apartment complex and I'm pulling up to his building block and I shit you not, I see about Five or six, like, real big, buff, army-looking dudes walking up to him, who is still outside on his phone. They walk all up to him, they give him a hug, and they all go inside into the apartment. I'm like, 
Hell no. You lied to me? Why? Why would you lie to me about that shit? If you were just trying to do some other shit, just let me know. Like, it wasn't that serious. So I say, oh, hell no. And I whip, I whip into a parking space, like, very, very, like, slanted in the lines. Like, no, we're not playing at this point. We're not playing at this Mm -mm. point. And I walk up to his apartment. There's, like, music going on, like, boom, like they're partying in there. Are you shitting me? Yeah, no, I'm not. And, and I call him. I'm standing right outside of his door. And I was like, ring, ring, ring. And he answers. He's like, hello? And I'm like, you know, of, of all the crazy shit that I've been through, this is by far one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. He's like, I'm not really sure what you mean. Oh, my God. Fuck you, man. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he was like, I'm not really sure what you mean. And I was like, come outside then. Come outside. Why don't you come outside outside your door then, and you'll see what I mean. He's like, no, I don't really think that that's a good idea. I think that you should just go home. I think that you should just go home, blah, blah, blah. Like, just kept saying that over and over again. So I, like, very pissed leave that shit. I'm, like, on the phone with my best friend as I'm on the highway, just, like, scream crying and just I'm just like I can't believe the shady shit that's happened to me I can't believe I go over to her house and I like calm down and everything about a week later I'm at work I'm with my coworker, and I'm I'm just like talking about how I can't I can't get over like what happened because it was super weird and super vague and, and suspicious and just like why would someone do that what's the reason right right and and like when I had texted him and everything, he he just tried to go on and on about how, you know, it, it was just really weird for him and that's why he was acting so strange and blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking to my coworker. I'm like, I just can't get this out of my head. Like something feels really off. This feels really weird. So we go back to her house after work, right? And and she said, and I'm I'm telling her about how he doesn't have like any social media. I haven't been able to find him. She's like, give me your phone. So I give her my phone, right? And I kid you not, less than five minutes later, she's like, Oh, I know why he was being so shady. I was like, oh God, why? Oh, no. She holds up my phone to my face and she goes, because he's married. Oh, my fucking God. And in front of me, in front of me was a picture of him on his wedding day with his wife. Like, oh, my fucking God. Yes. And upon further inspection, not only was it his wife, it was his high school sweetheart. Okay. I have to lay on the floor. (laughs) It was his high school sweetheart. Oh, my God. He is he is a dumpster, okay? He is the dumpster. The he's landfill. The, he's the landfill. You know, the, when it stinks for miles around, like miles and miles, like there's one in Murfreesboro. You can That's smell him. it from like the middle of the that city. Him. That's him. Fuck you, trash man. Fucking trash Holy ass fucking dude. Shit. Yeah. And but, 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 I did what I could, all right? I was so pissed off about that because it... It's one thing if you were going to cheat on a woman and, like, the the girl that you're cheating on or whoever you're cheating on with, like, knows about it. 
But it's a whole other thing if you involve me in cheating and I don't get any say in that. And that right. really, like, that really meant, like, that really bothered me more than anything. It wasn't even the fact that, like, he took me on this whole date, spent all this money, hooked up, blah, blah, blah. Like, it wasn't even that. It was the fact that there was another girl somewhere else who had made that commitment to him that he was not honoring. So... Yeah, it's like you were put in the position where this person could blame you Mm -hmm. for this, even though it was not your fault. It absolutely wasn't my fault because if I had known, obviously I would not have. You would never have gone there. Partaken, obvi. Oh my god! But 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 I got my little vengeance. Oh, we love vengeance. I hit up my cousin, my very 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 stupid attractive cousin, who lives uh, several states away. I was like, hey, this guy really did me wrong. Can I use your pictures for a fake profile? She's like, yeah. She said, she's like, hey, let me even send you some pictures that aren't even on my Facebook. Like, I'll send you some real cute pictures. So she sent me all these pictures. I made an entire fake Tinder, an entire fake Tinder account. And I set it to the mileage that he would have been away. And I just swiped. It took like two days. I just kept swiping left, swiping left, swiping left. And finally, I saw him. Swiped right. I waited like another day for him. He finally matched with me. And so I started talking to him. I started asking all this incriminating stuff like, oh, my gosh, you're so hot. You're so awesome. You're so sweet. How is a guy like you not single or not married? Excuse me. And he, and he was like, oh, yeah, I just haven't really found the right girl oh, yet. Like, I haven't really found the right girl. Like, I'm just really looking for a girl that, you know, wants to settle down and, and, and you know, be, make a family and la, la, la. And I oh asked God. him as many incriminating, co- uh, like, questions as I could. Screenshot, 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 screenshot. I made an entire fake profile on Facebook. Found the wife, and then I was like, hey, I really don't know how to tell you about this, but your husband, uh, like, I just found out about it when I did a background check, you know, quote, unquote, a background check, because I was being sleazy about the whole thing. I was like, I did a background check, and I found out that he was married. This is the evidence that I have. I really, I really hope that you know you do. You're okay. Like you're good. Whatever. And I sent her all of the screenshots, and then I logged out of that Facebook account and like never looked again. I was like, because girls got to look out for girls. Girls need to have each other's backs, and that's you know? another thing I love about this generation. It seems like a lot of girls are doing that, mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. I fucking love that. You're not about to fuck me over and then also fuck your wife over. Like, honey, I've done something very similar. And like, honestly, like maybe, you know, I was too angry to do anything. But like, I'm just like, I don't want to be part of hurting another woman. Like, right. Like if, if your man is being shitty to you and I didn't even know about it, like, I'm going to tell you, like, maybe it's not my place, but like, uh, uh-uh, uh, like, she's my sister basically like i i can never sleep yeah so good for you thank you i love this story i love the ending (laughs) i hate that that happened to you but like you know you you know how to deal it's like 
I feel like a lot of people, especially people that are interested in like dating me, have this kind of preconceived notion that I'm willing to do whatever it takes Ugh. or that I'm willing to accept whatever it takes to, to, to be with them. And that is simply not the case. I am, I am solely somebody that believes in love in its most storybook, soft, purest form. And I feel like a lot of people take that as, okay, this is a bitch I can take advantage of. Right. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I really agree. Like, I've had very similar experiences. And, like, I think, like, a lot of men just do that to every woman. Like, if you can't put up with my bullshit, then I'm out. But, like, let's see who will handle this. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you are or what you do or, like, anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're, they're just going to weed you out. Like, let's see how far I can take this. Let's see how far I can push like, her. how can I push her? And, like, if she if not, okay, no loss for me. And that just fucking sucks. It is. It, it absolutely fucking sucks. And then men are wondering now why nobody wants to fuck with them anymore. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> okay, here's what I'm thinking about. Like, you know, it's like a TikTok thing, and it's like a Lana Del Rey song. It's like, baby, I'm a gangster too. Thanks <laughs> to the ting. Like, I just like want like a like a a slow mo like compilation montage of like. This whole thing of like Absolutely. you making a Tinder and a Facebook and like yeah fuck yeah right because I no because I just I you know I just want to be that person that you know lets other people know even though like I don't get very many chances to talk about like these crazy ass stories of like dates that I've been on like if anybody's willing to listen like I just want to give them like the idea that you do not have to accept less than what you're worth Amen. you do not you do not have to accept a man that is willing to cheat or lie or you know present this whole entire fake version of themselves just so that you can feel loved like you know and I feel like that almost goes back into what we were talking about in the very beginning of the uh, of this episode is just you know our own individual takes on intimacy and, you know, seeking things from a relationship that, you know, we're, we're so willing to accept all of these horrific things about somebody just so that we can cuddle with somebody, just so that we can have somebody to come home to, just so that we can have somebody to call our boyfriend or our girlfriend. You know, I feel like so many people are so desperate for love that they're willing to accept absolute mediocrity. That's so true. So well said. (laughs) Write down everything and like hang that on my wall, like everything you just said. Cause like, you know, sometimes I do feel lonely being single and it's really hard. And it's like, I know that if I get on Tinder right now, like I can go find a person that's like not a good match for me. That's not good to me. Good for me. You know, but I'm like, I can't do that shit anymore. You know, Mm. like we can't be doing that. It's Mm -mm. 2021. We love ourselves. We respect ourselves. We know our boundaries. We know what we do not need. We know what we do need. And so like, once you get to that point, it's like, there's no going back and settling. So it's just like, I will deal with being lonely, you know, while I learn to like feel more fulfilled with myself. Right. Hard process. I think, that, I think honestly that, 
again, that's another beautiful thing about our generation and the generations to follow is that we are finally saying enough is enough. Like we're enough is enough. We are not accepting mediocrity. We are not accepting bullshit. We are not accepting men that are married that have, and, and might I say, I want to, I still to this day, the mystery of that guy and that apartment like, are you living in that apartment with your wife? Or is that an apartment that you rented out with your buddies to, like, hook up with girls in? Like, I bet it's the latter. It has to be. Like, there's no way a woman would live in a space Why like else that. would it look like a showroom? Like, yeah. Why else would it look like a showroom apartment? They're probably like, oh, I have to go to base, honey. And then they go to that apartment. I have to go to base. I have to go fill out paperwork. <laughs> Meanwhile... Taking advantage of poor girls. I tell you what, that's just some bullshit right there. But I'm glad you made it out, and I'm glad you handled that well. Okay, Ray, back from the bathroom break, I have a combo question for you. Okay. Okay. Now... I want to know what is your ideal date and what does it take to get a second date with you? Okay. I would say that my ideal date would probably be somewhere on, I honestly, at the end of the day, I just want to be able to talk with somebody. Yeah, fuck a movie date. You know, like I, I don't get me wrong now. I love a good movie date because I'm very much like a movie watching person. Like I, I, I think it's called a cinephile if you are, like, oh, yeah. really, really yeah, yeah, into yeah. movies. But, yeah, I would classify myself as a cinephile. But I think, ultimately, my dream date is something to do with just being able to talk to another person, being able to experience something beautiful with another person. Some of the be- the best dates that I have ever had have been uh, ultimately just – watching a sunset with somebody or, you know, getting a quick, easy dinner with somebody. And then again, going to watch this. I am a sunset bitch. Okay. Oh, I understand. I love a good sunset. Like a good sunset is all I need. There was, yeah. uh, Like there was this one time I went out with a guy, right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we talked all night at uh, cafe Coco and then I was like, do you want to go to Love Circle, right? And so Ooh. we go to Love Circle, Ooh. right? And we're, like, just talking and watching the the sunset and everything. And, you know, make, we're making out. Oh, and love. <laughs> we get back to the, the parking garage, though. And I'm like, oh, so when can I see you again? Like, do you want to go on another date? And he's basically like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to see you again. What? And he gave me some sort of really lewd excuse, like, or not lewd, but like vague excuse of like, oh, like I'm just so busy. Like, no, no, no. I'm just so busy. Like, I don't really have the time and stuff. So now part of me almost wonders, like, was he in a relationship? We didn't do anything crazy. We literally just made out. But the only the only thing that I can the only conclusion that I can come to is that he was in some sort of relationship or yeah, that something no that sense. yeah, like 
you can never talk to me again, but we just had a really romantic makeout on at Love on Circle. On Love Circle, <laughs> like you're making out there and you go to the car like five minutes later and like it's a no. That's weird. There's no for him. He didn't him. explain anything. No, he didn't explain diddly well, squat. Fuck you too, all, man. Literally, all he all he wanted to say about that was that he <laughs> like that he was really busy and that like he didn't think that he had time Honestly, or whatever. Like, that's some bullshit. I hate that excuse. Like we are all busy, and you make time for what you make time for. If you're not into me, that's fine. But at least say that. At least have right. the balls or the tits to say that. Right. You know, like literally, just say, "I think I just want to make out with you." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would literally rather it. hear that. I would, right. Don't try to spare my feelings. Right. Tell me the truth. Like and we that, are adults. Like that kills me too. Is that you go out on dates with people and and a lot of people like to make assumptions about like what you're looking for, what you want to do. Yeah. Like we, without actually having any real conversation with you about what the boundaries are, what they're looking for. You know, like that's if true. You, if you just want to make out, if you just want to meet new people, why wouldn't you say that? Why right. does it have to be this whole vague, like, am I seeing you again? Am I not? Am I, you know, is there feelings there? Is it not? Are you just really attracted to me? Like, the the guessing games are guessing so game annoying. It's like, why can't we just be clear about, like, where we're at, what we want? Like, exactly. It's not that hard. Like, get it, it can be awkward to reject someone. Like, that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to over-explain yourself. You just need to, like, tell them the truth and move along. It sucks. It's horrible. We've all had to do that. It's terrible, but like at least give them the courtesy of being like, it's a no for me, dog, or it's a yes for me. But don't, don't waffle. Fuck that. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing that I will say about that particular instance is that he was fairly clear about where things were going after the date. Like, so I can't blame him too much for that, but. I just I just find it very weird that you would talk with somebody for a week, set up a whole date with them, have this whole beautiful romantic evening with them, and then you're like, I can never see you again. I'm probably That's never gonna talk weird. to you again. Like, Which is why I think that maybe he was in a relationship. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, why would you do that? Right. Like, why I mean, would you make out with someone if you weren't feeling it? Unless he was just doing some sort of weird guy way of being like, I don't want to yeah, see you again. Who the fuck knows, honestly? Who knows, who honestly, knows? at There's... this point? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there is oh no gosh. answer. There's no answer. To relieve you from the incredibly serious, like, horrific dates that we've been talking about, though, I do have to tell you about this hysterical time that... I agreed to hang out with a guy at again Cafe Coco. Cafe Coco was like my that's like a place. Like <laughs> if there was a friend's like cafe, it's Cafe Coco. Like everyone right. has stories from Cafe Coco. Yeah, like, like if you're from Nashville or if you live here, that's yeah. where it is. Espe- yeah, especially if you're like in our generation, like Cafe Coco was the it spot. I yeah. wish it was still the it spot that I. Used I kind of like but. that it's not though, because it's like we love it. Like. It's perfect. It'll always be in our hearts. It's in our hearts. It's in our hearts forever. We love forever. you, Cafe Coco. We love you, Cafe Coco. <laughs> but yeah, I met up with this. I met up with this guy at Cafe Coco the entire, and we were just supposed to be hanging out 
like as friends. Mm-hmm. I, there was no talk about it being a date. There was no talk about it being romantic whatsoever. We were just supposed to like meet up and hang out, right? Yeah. The entire time that we're there, he's just super awkward. He doesn't he he only gives me like very vague responses to the questions that I'm asking him. And, you know, finally after about an hour, like he's like, "Okay, yeah, I think I'm ready to go. Like I think I got to go." So I'm like, okay, I'll I'll walk you to your car because I'm a for one thing, I'm a queer lady, so I'm used to like walking my dates to their car, you know. It's a nice gesture. Yeah, it's a nice gesture, regardless. And so I walk him to his car, I hug him, and then as I'm pulling away from the hug, he just fucking plants one on. No, I mean just kisses the shit out of me and it was so horrible and so wet and Ew. so sloppy so gross and and i literally i pull away super hard i'm like okay and he and, he goes, and he goes okay and i just was like i just walked away i just i just walked away i was like what what are you supposed to say at that what moment are you you've got to walk away do? like what what do i do to that like you're just gonna you're just gonna fucking suck the life out of my mouth. Like leave out your of face dripping wet. Like. There was no incl- there was absolute there was no warning. There was absolutely no warning. Oh my god, Ray. It was just like it just his tongue yeah. just all up in my business all up in my mouth. I, like I, first of all, that is not first case, first kiss territory. No, 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 no. That is not put you don't there's a I lot don't of even, problems with this. <laughs> there's so many problems. <laughs> I mean, every time I talk about it, I'm just so dumbfounded. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm just left questioning <laughs> why. This was not even a date. It was not a date. There was there was That's no weird. point. There was no point where any either one of us was like, this is a date, we're going on a date. We were literally the terminology that we used was just, yeah, do you want to hang out? I would literally shit my pants if I was like to one of my like guy friends, like, hey, you want to get dinner? Like, let's go here. Like, blah, blah, blah. And they try to like, they stick their tongue down my throat. Like, after I walk them to the, no. Yeah, this is not a I would literally high school maybe movie. like murder. This is, yeah, this is not a chick flick. Mm-mm. Okay. No, 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 okay? no. Okay. No. The, the weird best friend does not get the girl in no. this equation. <laughs> no, if you are into your friend, you need to tell them or not. I don't care. But do not don't, make a move without talking to them. Yeah. Like, don't, don't do that. That's fucking like, weird. Right. Like, you, why didn't you ask me? Yeah. Why didn't you ask me if you could kiss me? Ask, like, especially, like, you said you were, like, he was giving you vague answers. I'm guessing that you were carrying the conversation. I was carrying the conversation. And you were asking him questions, and he was not giving you anything to work off of. He was just, like, very, like, very soft and very, just, he didn't didn't know how to answer. Ah. Just so soft and stuff. And he, like, I... I am not the type of person that can deal with the, the the soft. Like the soft is what I want further in. I I like yeah. I just I need Don't be aware I need com- Yeah, like I like, need at least a tiny bit of confidence. Like you need to be a sweetie, but you need to be confident. Yeah. And you need to like communicate. Carry carry yourself like you know who you are or you're at least trying to I don't know fucking figure it out I don't I don't know just but if you walk into things and you 
And and this is something that I've definitely found that has helped me with my own confidence Ooh. is just realizing throughout my own dating experiences over the over the last several years is just how much of a turnoff it is to be insecure or to not be confident because I I have since then been on several dates where the other person has been just very um, insecure and very worried about how I felt mm. about them, very worried about what I thought of them, very worried about where the date was going. And I'm just like, we're on a first date. Mm-hmm. It, it makes things difficult. You know, I definitely don't want to be one of those people who says nobody else can love you unless you love yourself. Oh, yeah, that's not true. Yeah, that's because I don't true. I don't think that's true at all, especially in per, in like personal experience. I don't think that that's true. I think it's trendy, but it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely think that having a secure understanding in yourself, understanding what you need and your boundaries, oh, yes, is absolutely crucial and if you don't if your boundaries are not being met if your boundaries are not being respected then ultimately that relationship is doomed to fail right and that's not to say that that person is horrible or awful or bad in any kind of way it's just to say that you don't mesh right you don't mesh yeah and another part of that is like you know one thing I struggle with is like, I know my boundaries. Like I know them very clearly, but the hard right. part for me, especially with dating is like speaking up for myself to share those boundaries. Cause I'm yeah. like, if I share this, I'm too hard to love. Yeah. And like they're going to leave. Right. You know, right. But like when yes. someone shares a boundary with me, I'm like, thank you so much. Like right. I want to love you the best way possible. I did not know that bothering you. I know now. Thank you for letting me into that. Like mm-hmm. that is an honor. You know, and, like, if if that person doesn't respond similarly, like, why the fuck are you with them, you know? Exactly. The fuck? Like, you need someone that, like, respects your boundaries and wants to know them. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of us, we go into, especially with my last relationship, like, my last relationship, you know, ultimately was probably one of the healthiest relationships I've ever had. Mm. And it didn't work out just because we didn't see eye to eye on things. We had completely different perspectives on life and how to maneuver it. And although neither one of our perspectives were wrong or hurtful to the world around us, they were just too different for us to be able to be together. personally identify as polyamorous um so for people who do not know polyamory is essentially the notion that you connect with more than one person on an intimate level whether or not that be romantic or physical um and for a lot of polyamorous individuals that uh varies there are the the thing about polyamory is that there are a lot of boundaries um 
that makes it sound too harsh, but there you have ultimate say over what you're comfortable with, what you're interested in exploring. Polyamory is just ultimately acknowledging that you find yourself attracted to more than one person in some way, shape or form, essentially. So I identify as polyamorous and I have had many polyamorous or monogamous relationships, situationships, whatever you want to call it. Um, The juiciest one that I would probably say that I have is the one when I was Cafe Coco is just going to be, <laughs> it's just going to be the like return point. Cafe yeah, like pay me <laughs> at this point because all of my juicy shit is Cafe Coco. <laughs> I was a regular at Cafe Coco, right? So I would already, I, I was hanging out there at least probably four or five times a week, right? And I saw this woman, this butch woman. Uh, whenever I would visit and she would be like whittling. Like, whittling? Yeah, like whittling. A knife like, and a piece of with wood. With a knife and a piece of wood. Okay, yeah, okay, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and I found it intriguing. And so, you know, I would like turn back. I would do the like shy demure, like, you know, hey, like, you know, I'm looking at you mm. <laughs> type of deal. And uh, I was also working for this super-duper crazy lady, um, working as an independent advertising and receptionist type of deal for her because she was uh, a skincare person. And anyway, uh, so I was talking to my boss about this girl, this woman that I had seen at Cafe Coco, right? Like, Oh, she's, you know, she's super cute. Like, I I don't know how to talk to her, but she keeps on looking at me. Like, you know, that type of deal. And she identifies who it is. She's like, oh, yeah, this is who is who it is and, like, shows me on her phone. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, that's her. But doesn't really do anything. So, anyway, we're about to go do an eyebrow an eyebrow waxing service or whatever. And I go along with her and we go into the studio area where she had her, uh, facility. And there is the woman (gasps) that I'm interested in. And, uh, I feel like it's important to mention that this woman is 47 years old and that I'm 19. Um, yes. (laughs) So extra spicy, extra spicy. spicy. Um, so obviously we hit it off because we've been, you know, flirting with our eyes over the last couple of weeks. Oh my God. Okay. We start dating. Things are going great, but I wouldn't say that I was necessarily in love with her. Um, just cause I feel like as a general rule, I've known whether or not I've loved somebody after like the first month. Ooh. So after five months, I still wasn't in love with her, but I was still dating her because it felt good and you know, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> I went over to her house for the first time about a month into dating and she was living with three other roommates And she was sleeping on a twin bed in a precariously small little bedroom. And I accepted it. Like, uh, 
this is who you are. This is what's going on. We're going to sleep in a twin bed together. So I slept on that twin bed for months, months. I would sleep on that twin bed, like with her, even though we were both like thickalicious girls, like we were both very thick. So it was, it was a squeeze. So, you know, finally towards like the four or five month mark, I'm tired of sleeping in the twin bed. (laughs) I'm tired of sleeping in the twin bed. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to sleep on the floor, you know, with some blankets and stuff. And so I do. And, you know, we're asleep and stuff. But she only gave me one pillow. So I'm like looking around for more pillows and stuff. And I see these pillows up in her like closet. So I grab them and I sleep on them. Great. I sleep through the whole night. Whatever. I wake up and she is hysterically crying. And I'm like, what's wrong? Why are you crying? Why, you know, are you okay? And she was messed up about the fact that I had apparently used her other partner's pillows to sleep on that night. So like I had slept on the other partner's pillows, like the the pillows that I had found in the closet were the pillows that the other partner had kept there for sleeping whoa, or whoa, whoa, whatever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I was trying to figure out where this story was going. I did not expect yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't either. What I, the I frankly like, did not either. You're on the literal floor and she gives you mm-hmm. one pillow? I'm sleeping on the literal floor and she gave me one pillow. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, but... You need more than one pillow if you're on the floor. Yeah, I mean, no joke, but apparently that wasn't that obvious to her. Oh. But anyway, so I get up, and she's bawling her she's eyes crying. out. She's hysterically oh my God. crying. Okay. Like, crying, crying. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, what's, what's, what's going on? on? Yeah. She's like, those were my other partner's pillows. And, you know, initially, I felt bad. Because I was, you know, they they probably smell like her other partner, so you know, I, I might have compromised the smell or whatever. <laughs> and and so we get to talking, and you know, I I bring up several things. One of them being the fact that every time we would fool around for like the last three months of our relationship, she wouldn't like take the plunge and like actually sleep with me. Really? And I always just like, yeah, she would, it would be everything up to like third base, like everything but, everything but like sex, sex. And so when she woke up, when I woke up to her crying, you know, we got on this whole long talk and, uh, and I was like, you know, something came up about, her not wanting to sleep with me, like her turning me down or whatever. Yeah. And she literally, she said after I had asked her, like, you know, why don't you want to, like, have sex with me? She literally said, because it feels like I'm cheating on my other partner. I was what? like, you're not polyamorous then. You are not polyamorous. Hold on. You what? feel like you're cheating? Like, like I spent an entire five months with this woman. Here I am thinking that I'm in this like cool 
polyamorous situation where, you know, I was dating this cool older woman and, you know, I'd be able to date all these other people. No, absolutely not. It was was a nightmare. I'm kind of contemplating telling you my one of my craziest stories. There's no pressure. No pressure. Um, okay, I'll I'll just tell it. Um I matched with this girl on Tinder several years ago. We really hit it off. We met up at Starbucks and you know, just continuously hit it off. Um, and then there, you know, we had been seeing each other for a couple of weeks and she was like, well, let's go on a sun, a sunrise picnic. Oh, wow. Right. Early. Like, yeah. Like a sunrise, okay. yeah, an early commitment. And I was into her enough where I was like, let's do it. I'll bring the weed. I you love know, this. Okay. She'll bring the, the food, you know, whatever. So, you know, I roll a couple of, jo- of, uh, blunts and, you know, she picks me up, <coughs> takes me to the spot, and we set up our little picnic area. It's super dark. I'm not used to it at all. I'm I'm used to like sunset stuff, but not like sunrise. Yes, yeah, different. Yeah, like it, it, there's a little more effort that goes into sunrise Absolutely. stuff. <laughs> but um, we get all set up. And we notice that the sun's starting to come up. So I'm like, okay, I'll spark one of the blunts, you know, and, and we're smoking, having a good time. She hits it. I hit it. You know, she had told me prior that she had smoked weed before. <laughs> so we smoke and the, the sun is coming up. It's really beautiful. I'm really excited because, you know, I really like this girl. Like, I really feel like we connect I'm really excited. Like, she's just so beautiful and, you know, like, heart out of my chest moment. And uh, so after we smoke, starts getting a little bit later. She says, I'm feeling a little bit weird. Oh, okay. So, you know, I tell her, lay down, you know, like, you know, rest, whatever you need to do. And she's like, I'm just feeling really weird. Like, she starts freaking out and everything. Like, she starts tripping. Uh Uh-oh. So, and she's like, I'm freaking out. I I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, like, I'm I'm freaking out. And so I'm like, okay, just rest. You know, like, lay down. Even with really strong weed, like, it'll usually taper off after about 30 minutes. You know, like... As far as I have ever known, as as far as weed smoking goes, like, you're never going to be in a bad spot after about 30 minutes to, to an hour. Yeah, true. So I'm like, you know, just wait. I'm here for you. I'll make sure that she's okay. And then she's just like, oh, like, I'm not feeling good. Like, oh. can I can I call my mom? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can call your mom. Like... And so she walks off to her car and starts talking to her mom or whatever. And so I'm just sitting there on my phone and stuff. And then I hear like a scream, like a weird scream scream? slash yell. Like a weird scream slash yell. 
And I look over to her car where she's supposed to be at. And she's just like one hand with her phone phone to her ear, one hand over her other ear, just like what? like screaming and shit, crazy and stuff. And I'm like, oh no. Oh so no. I figure so I figure that the date is over. You know, she's having a bad reaction, whatever. And so I, you know, start packing up our stuff and whatever. I can see that she's really distressed. So I start walking towards her. I'm like, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Are you good? And she like looks at me like super crazy and then starts running in the opposite direction. What? Right? And I'm like, okay, that's pretty wild. Okay. So I start going after her, you know, like pretty worried you're like, what's going on? What <laughs> right. do I do here? So I like go across the little like trail road, you know, the trail off of which we like settle down in the park and whatever. And I go into the woods and stuff and she's still on her phone. She gets down on the ground and she screams. She's like, like oh my God. Oh like, no. And then she's like looking around like she doesn't know where she is on the phone, like on her, on the phone with her mom. And I and I'm like, I really don't want to call the police. I really don't want to call the police. I really don't want to call the police because the police are a weird thing for me. Yeah. And so finally, when you know, I still it became clear to me that I needed to call the police. When I started like walking towards her and she would start running away. Oh no. She started running away like she was terrified of me. And so I was like, okay, I guess I, I need to call the police, right? So I call the police. And of course, I have no idea where I am. Like I'm I'm just describing the scene around me, Ugh. trying to give them a general because we were deep in Edwin Warner Park. Oh no. Like we were deep in there. Like I had no idea where we were. She was the one that picked the spot and like chose where we were going and everything. So I was just describing the area that we were in and trying to like get people there as soon as possible because she was off in the woods, like missing. Finally, the, you know, the police and ambulance and stuff show up. I finally start crying because I had kept it together until then, but right. Like I'm just like, I'm trying to get my date safe. But once the police and stuff showed up, I just started crying. I was like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like the, she reacted really badly. We smoked some weed and she reacted really badly. And she's like running away from me now. And this <laughs> is just very crazy. Oh so, my God. yeah. So I sat, I sat on that little dirt road for probably at least a half an hour. And then finally, like I had kept my shit together until that point. Like, <laughs> I had cried maybe just a little bit out of stress, but I had kept my shit together up until that point. But it wasn't until there was a cop car that pulled up in front of me and she got out and she was just like looking around like she didn't know where she was that I like broke down crying. Oh, man. Because, you know, it, it was just crazy oh my fucking it's crazy but it gets worse no way it does get worse so so i see her she gets into the ambulance right and you know the reason why i started crying after that moment was because when she got out of the car 
it looked like she didn't know where she was. Like she oh, was man. like looking around, like like she didn't know where she was, what she was doing, like what to do, like, and that was really scary for me because well, like yeah. you know, like especially as someone who has you know, definitely dealt with mental illness and all of the aspects of that come along with yeah. mental illness, like I am no stranger to crazy shit happening, but like just looking at my date that I was like so into, so romantically interested in, so like just enamored with and looking at her and seeing that she was just not there was very weird for me. So I end up getting the cop since I was not the one that drove there. I get the cop to take me back down to my house and you know I'm I'm laying in my room processing the the That's so afternoon much. you know like just processing it and then she texts me and she she accused me of drugging her What? She, yeah. She accused me of drugging her. She she said that the, one of the first things that she said to me because I was like texting her nonstop I'm like I hope you're okay like I ho- like whatever is going on. Like, please let me know what's okay. Like, like, like what what's going on? Oh like, my God. please, 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 like you know, please let me know what's going on. Like, oh just my. freaking out. And one of the first things that she texted back to me was, "What was in the weed that we smoked? Like, what was in there? Like, you should tell me. Like, like just accusing me oh of drugging God. her. And I'm like." If I wanted to drug you, why would I? Okay, okay. Like, and and this is the only reason why I have made peace with this story at all is like, if I were trying to drug you, if I had any sort of foul intentions with you, like, what would I have done considering the fact that you were the one that drove us, you were the one that picked the spot yeah, that we were in? Like, even if, like, even if I had drugged you, like, I smoked the same weed as you, and yeah, like I was you fine. Like, you were like, a bad reaction, <laughs> right? Like, like, and and this is not me saying, you know, because she had bipolar disorder. So, yeah. like, I definitely don't judge her by any fucking means, by any means, for her bad reaction to the weed. But it was just like being accused of being uh, of drugging somebody else, like that. That's like, a lot. <laughs> not what you signed up for. You signed up for a sunrise date. You know, sunrise, like, you were like cute little excited, date. Like you were enamored with this person. Like yay, let's smoke some weed, watch the sun come up. Like hey, let's have a good time. Have a good day. Like that. That went south real fast. It went south very. My fast. God, <laughs> I can't even <laughs> call the police. Yeah, so it's just, you know, be careful. I think that, you know, the question that you asked me was, you know, any leaving things to say is just, you know, even if you feel like you have a good grip on the substances that you're using or whatever, be very careful about Mm -hmm. who you are involving in different substances because you have absolutely no idea how they may react, Mm -hmm. how they're different mental or physical uh, issues may react to, you know, even things as simple as smoking a joint, like smoking a blunt. Like it, like 
you have absolutely no idea how people are going to react to that. And just, you know, be safe when you're involving substances in your dates. (laughs) Absolutely. Honestly, good advice. Yeah, because you really never know. Like, you can know yourself. Even drinking. Like, even drinking. Even if it's not weed or anything. Right. It can go wrong quickly. So it's like, be careful with that. Like, be mindful of it. You know. Okay, so to someone that is just now starting to, like, enter the dating scene, like, what would you tell them? Um, I would definitely say that if there were things that I had to say to someone entering the date scene, um, the first thing that I would primarily say is value yourself more than anything else as you go into dating. Because having a genuine understanding of your values, of what you need, what you want out of life, having that general understanding of yourself and the world around you is going to help you so much in regards to dating and in regards to filtering out the the ne'er-do-wells of the dating scene as you go through. Because if we're being real here in this day and age... You know, there's a lot of trial and error, especially as humans. We are a trial and error species. You know, we we learn the most from fucking up. And so I would say not only value yourself, value who you are and what you need out of a relationship, but also don't be too hard on yourself when you do mess up with dating because there are going to be several times I feel like in anybody's dating life where you are going to feel the insane need to regret what you did, what you said, you know, what you were willing to allow in that time. And ultimately at the end of the day, you are just furthering your path to finding your ultimate match or maybe finding out that your ultimate match is yourself. I could weep. (laughs) As I said, like, that's so true. Like, that's the foundation for everything. Love yourself no matter what. I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit about anybody that says that you need to love yourself in order for another person to love you, whatever that bullshit may be. View it less of I need to love myself in order for other people to love me and view it more of as... I need to love myself because when I love myself, all of the people and all of the things that I need in my life to grow and to be the the beautiful, amazing person that I know I can be are ultimately right here in front of me. Oh, that's so true. Ray, thank you for coming on the show thank and you ending on that me. note. Like, I feel so grateful. Honestly, I had so much thank fun. Thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you so much. Um, do you want to share your socials or anything? You don't have to. We can cut this out if you don't want to. Um, if you really feel so inclined to, um, my Instagram is plantchild with the uh, vowels being X's. So P-O-X-N-T-Chi... <laughs> I've had I've had tequila. Forgive me. Plant child. P L X N T 
C H X L D. Okay, that was impressive. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Truly appreciate it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, bye.